Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. This is episode three of Perspective. My name is Derek and I'm your host. You guys are having a great day. Now for us Apple fans out there, we look forward to certain events every year and this evening, well actually, depending on where you are, it's at 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Savings Time in the U.S., which translates to 3 a.m. in the morning Australian time. Apple is hosting the next Apple event. There's a lot of conjecture and controversy and guessing and rumors about what's going to be announced at this event. Now, I will go into a little bit more detail shortly, but I'm really hoping that it's going to be iPhone 12. But other things that are rumored to be announced is the sixth edition of the Apple Watch, a brand new iPad, and also maybe this thing about these Apple tags. So we'll go through each of these very briefly and then get on to the most important part of this podcast, which is the iPhone. But in terms of the Apple Watch, I'm only on an Apple Watch Series 3. And mine already doesn't even have the always-on display. So Apple Watch 6 is the new watch that's going to be coming out. It's just a matter of when. Apple Watches tend to be quite expensive, and we're still dealing with maybe a day, a day and a half of battery life on the Apple Watch surprisingly with the always on thing it hasn't actually degraded the battery life that much but bear in mind that for us Aussies the Apple Watch doesn't have some of the features that are available in other countries for example we can't get the EKG monitoring using the Apple Watch that is purchased in Australia but otherwise I love the Apple Watch the best thing about the Apple Watch is that it links completely flawlessly with your iPhone and with the eSIM capability, if you get the one with the cellular, you can actually do pretty much everything you can do with your iPhone in terms of Apple Pay, listening to music and all that kind of thing without actually having to have your iPhone with you, which is amazing. It does cost extra and Apple Watches aren't cheap. They're in the vicinity of a minimum of four or $500 and they go up from there. So it is a big investment. You're buying a watch which doesn't have a lot of, I guess, value in terms of it's not like a Rolex or a Omega or something where it's got to have a big resale value you've got a degrading battery which as I said even when it's brand new has maybe two days of battery and usually less so that's only going to get worse as you use the watch and the battery degrades but it is a cool thing to have and I love my Apple Watch and perhaps I'll be getting the Apple Watch Series 6 because it's kind of time for an upgrade but it just depends on whether they bring and what sort of new things they bring to the table. In terms of the new iPad, it's going to be, I guess, the iPad Air. It's going to be just the next version of that. And having a 2018 iPad Pro, I'm actually thinking of upgrading the iPad Pro when it comes out, but I don't think it's going to be announced this year. It's going to be something that's going to be in the first half of next year. And I'll probably just going to stick with my current iPad Pro and wait for the iPad Pro 2021. The one thing that I'm really interested about in terms of the iPad Pro is whether the Magic Keyboard is going to be compatible with the 2021 version. It is a $600 keyboard if you have the 12.9 inch iPad Pro and I've been thinking about getting that for a little while but I certainly don't want to buy something that's not going to be compatible with the next version of the iPad Pro because I'm definitely planning on upgrading next year and if I could receive an assurance that would fit the next iPad Pro, I'd buy it now, but I'm going to wait because knowing Apple, they're going to come up with a change in the design and then the case isn't going to fit. 
and I'm going to have wasted 600 bucks when I could have just waited and got the next Magic Keyboard for the iPad Pro 2021 because I'll probably keep that iPad for a couple of years. So at least I'm going to get two years out of the iPad Pro keyboard rather than six months if I upgrade right now. Now, in terms of these Apple Tags things, that's unless they've come up with something which is a game changer and it's going to be significantly different to the other Bluetooth tags and the Telstra locator tags. I don't know how interested I'm going to be in that. I don't tend to lose stuff that often that I would put a tag on anyway. So it may be useful for some people. As I said, it depends on how innovative Apple is with this. If it's the same, then I'll give it a pass, but it's still going to be interesting to see what they come up with. Whether they're going to come up with anything else of note, I doubt there's going to be any refreshes of any of the Macs, MacBooks, or anything like that, or the AirPods. So all that leaves us is the speculation about iPhone 12. Now, from what I've read, there's been a lot of rumors going around that Apple has fallen behind in the production due to COVID, and they haven't been able to get enough parts and get enough phones made to keep up with the release schedule like they have every other year, which is usually mid-September. There is speculation that this Apple event this evening, tonight, tomorrow morning, however, wherever you are, isn't going to include the iPhone 12, which I will personally be a little bit disappointed about because I actually need a new iPhone and I'm looking forward to seeing what they have to offer. If not, probably 100% likely that the iPhone 12 Apple event will be sometime early to mid-October, which means from history, it'll be another one or two weeks before you can get your pre-order. So that's it. We have no control of that, but I'd be looking forward to getting the iPhone 12 and I'm hoping that there is some sort of announcement, but I'm not holding my breath because it seems like kind of a 50-50 thing as to whether Apple will announce it tonight. Now, in terms of iPhone 12 itself, having seen what Samsung has come up with over the last month or two, they have some very tempting offerings, to be perfectly honest with you. And if I wasn't so deeply immersed in the Apple ecosystem, I would be tempted maybe to jump ship, except that I know that Android is much more clunky than iOS, and I've never been a fan of using any Android device. But to be fair, the Samsung S20 Note Ultra thing and the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 2 5G are both very innovative designs. They're both something that I doubt Apple would come up with in this iteration of the iPhone. And they are tempting from the point of view that they're kind of much more cutting edge than what Apple's likely to release with this current iPhone. So let's move on to the most important part of this talk today, and that's speculation over the new iPhone 12. Now, assuming that Apple's gonna announce something tonight, and fingers crossed that they're going to do that. My iPhone 10s is kind of, it's not exactly on its last legs, but the battery is struggling to make it through the day now because I consider myself to be a moderate to heavy user of the phone, not necessarily with calls, but with social media and posting videos and things like that. So I'm really needing a new iPhone. My contract's expired, so that's not an issue. As I said, there's a lot of speculation around that the iPhone event is going to be a separate event that happens in the first or the second week of October, which will be disappointing, but I guess that's how it goes. But in terms of the specs of the iPhone, now over the last month or two, we've seen all the new Samsung releases, the Galaxy S20 Note Ultra, 
and the Galaxy Fold 2, Z Fold 2 5G. Now, to me, both of those phones, in terms of innovation, cutting-edge technology, is going to outdo iPhone 12, no matter what Apple comes up with. Samsung tends to be more ahead of the technology in terms of the hardware, but I must say, from a personal perspective, from my personal opinion, is that I find Android much less user-friendly than iOS. And I am so fully invested in the iOS ecosystem that it's be really hard for me to switch over to Android. But the hardware is tempting. The Note Ultra with the pen and the cameras and the fact that you can get these really cool cases where the display comes out through the case and all that kind of stuff. Australians are being shortchanged with that because the Australian version of the Note Ultra comes with a Exynos chip and not the Snapdragon and a lot of people were pissed about that and the Galaxy Z Fold 2 like you know you've never seen a phone anything like that before a foldable phone that turns into a seven inch tablet but again I don't know it's three thousand dollars I don't know that I'm going to be able to keep it in one piece because it just looks really fragile and I don't know how easy it would be to put a case on it but it does as I said meet all the criteria for cutting-edge technology and it's something that I strongly believe that Apple is not going to do. Now onto the Apple iPhone 12. What we do know is every year there are certain incremental improvements and these are things that we know we accept and it's no big deal. It's something that we just expect and no one gets excited about this. There's going to be a faster chip. The screen might get a little bit of an improvement they're talking about 120 hertz refresh rate. The cameras get a little bit better each year. Now, the thing that excites me about any iPhone compared to mine is that the front-facing camera also has 4K video capability, which the iPhone 10 does not. The iPhone 11 already has the extra camera on the back, and I'm very happy with the picture quality that comes out of my wife's iPhone 11 Pro Max. The memory is going to be roughly the same. You're going to get like maybe 64, 128, 256, 512, maybe a terabyte, but that's not a game changer for anybody. Maybe Apple will change the lightning to a USB-C. The battery life must be at least as good as the iPhone 11, if not better. And they certainly can't go backwards with that. Now, 5G is the last thing that we need to talk about with this iPhone. Now, all the new Samsung phones come with 5G. There are rumors that with iPhone 12 that only the top of the line Pro Max and maybe the Pro is going to come with 5G. And also, from my understanding, there are two standards 5G. One is faster than the other. And definitely only the Pro Max is going to come with the fastest 5G. A phone of 2020, especially at the price which the iPhone is going to be, you need 5G in it to make it future-proof. Now, most places... With the 5G, the rollout is not complete and the coverage is still very patchy. But if anyone who buys this phone is planning on keeping this phone for at least a year or two, 5G is going to be essential, in my opinion. Especially if you're planning on doing a lot of streaming. Because 5G is going to be the gold standard. It's so much faster than 4G. And if you get a phone that doesn't have 5G, you're basically just buying an obsolete phone from the get. So 5G is essential. With the models of the iPhone 12, I'm assuming it's going to be kind of like the 11. So there's going to be like an 11, 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max. So you're going to need to take that into consideration when you choose your model. Because 
there's got to be a good reason for, I think, for you not to have 5G on your phone. What else is kind of incremental? It's just going to be minor changes, minor improvements, but the things that I don't think that Apple's going to put in the iPhone 12 is one is I don't think that it's going to have any sort of Apple Pencil comp compatibility. So it's not going to be something that's comparable to the Note. I highly, highly, highly doubt it that there's going to be any sort of a flip screen, half screen, rotatable screen, anything like that, like the Z Fold 2. I don't know what else. It's kind of, if you think about it, it's kind of hard to get excited about iPhone releases now because you know they will be better, but often there's not going to be anything that's so stand out like a foldable phone or anything like that that's going to say, wow. The wow factor has disappeared from Apple iPhones a long time ago because they're so darn good in the first place. It's really hard to improve significantly on something that's already of such high quality. Apple's never going to take the risk of putting something untried and untested in case it fails. So they're going to play on the safety side. They're going to do incremental improvements every year. And it's going to tempt the users to buy and upgrade a new phone every 12 months. That's always been Apple's plan. And I really doubt that there's going to be a significant change to that plan this year. I really don't know what else to say about iPhone 12. I really think that it's just going to be better than the iPhone 11. And it's going to be maybe 10 or 20% better than the iPhone 11. Now, I'd be really interested if any of you guys have any thoughts about this. I just can't see Apple doing anything that's totally out of left field with this iPhone release. Apple tends to release something magical at the start of a product line. So like that iPad, when I first saw an iPad, I instantly fell in love with it. It's never been anything that I've seen before. But as the iPads mature, it doesn't really get that much better. It looks better, it works better, you get bigger screens, and the iPad Pro adds another dimension to that with the Apple Pencil. But going from like an iPad 3 to an iPad 4 really doesn't make that much difference in my opinion. This is going to be the same with Apple iPhones, and that's my two cents. So it's now 5.40 Sydney time, so I'm just going to end this podcast now because I've just realized that I've got to have to put this out before tonight. So I'm going to have to sit down this evening and edit this thing and put it out because I wanted to be historically maybe correct with the new specs of the iPhone 12 if they do in fact announce it. If they do, I will be really happy about it and probably will pre-order as soon as it's available. If they don't, we'll have to wait until October. So anyway, I hope you guys have a great evening. If you guys are going to stay up or be awake anyway to watch the Apple event, please leave a comment below. As usual, if you want to, you don't have to. Please leave a star rating on whatever platform you're listening to my podcast through. I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast and I'll see you again in episode four. But right now I'm going to go edit this podcast so I can put it out. See you later. Bye.